Well, I extend Christian greetings to each one. It's it's been so good to be here today. I mean, I've I've been encouraged. I've been blessed. Uh, why do I even need to speak now? It's it's just been good. We were we've been worshiping already, praising God for who He is. Only because He's worthy. It's not so much who we are. It's who he is. I guess today, by the way, Aaron and Mary Jane, welcome. It's so good to have you here. And uh, yes, we still have the tea leaves. I had a cold and I didn't want to come in. So we still have tea leaves. So <laughs> I guess I wouldn't have had to say that, would I? Anyway, um, and welcome to the visitors. Today I want to continue on uh, the study and the walking in the Spirit. Today we will hear the results of that. It's the fruit of the Spirit. That's what I've titled it. And But first, there are several things. My last message, my mind was going 90 down the turnpike, but my poor lips couldn't keep up. So I didn't finish everything. And I, it, normally I don't even go back. But there's the important part of some of the stories I had missed. And so that's why I want to go back. And the one I had shared that Sunday evening but not everybody was here. Um, you know, when I was laid off and then my savings was depleted, everything was gone. I had a couple cents left over. And two days, my payment was due for the mortgage. I failed to mention how God came through. I just left you hanging. That, it was, um, see, the farmer that I was helping was also struggling. So we came together and said, you know what, we might as well struggle together. And I help him, and as he can, he'll help me by paying. And so that's, then he called this two days before, he had the due date, he called. He said, Laverne, for some reason, my milk check was bigger, and there's some extra here. If you, if you come over, I'll give you a check. If you don't think that was a relief. So I run over, got the check. The check was big enough that I could pay the payment, got groceries, and then still had some left. If we are faithful, see, God was teaching me at that moment, this verse was in front of me constantly, is seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. I will take care of you. And God is never slack on his promises. Never. We can take it to the bank. Always. And you know, the last six months, our family... 
would not trade that moment for anything. The first six months, I had the struggle of trusting. But once I finally was done, and I went all in, we had a wonderful time. We didn't go out eating, no. Restaurants did not see our face. But man, we had a lot of fun. I mean, it was just, they went with me working and whatever. It was just, we had such a good time. We wouldn't trade it for anything. But on the other hand, I don't think I'd want to go through it again. <laughs> but I, I learned a very, very, very valuable lesson that I never want to forget. And that's what he's been, my last message, you heard my heart on finances. Because that's where I had struggled. He wanted me to trust him. If I have zero in my account, if I have no home, if I have nothing, he showed me, Jesus showed me that I had nothing. Even fox have dens and I have no place to lay my head. That is not the important part of life. That's what he was showing me. We are to go and win cities, people, for him. We're working in his kingdom. I hope we are. Do we have that concept? The other part was, when Mary and Joseph, they were leaving Jerusalem, and... Uh, they thought they were carrying out their walk with Jesus, totally unaware that he was no longer with them. And I kind of left that too. That is a lesson in itself. It can happen to us. But what, did, what was Jesus' response when they found him? Don't you know that I must be about my father's business? When we're walking with Jesus, we are about the father's business. If we are not about the Father's business, we are not walking with Jesus because he is about the Father's business. So if you want to know if you're walking with Jesus, your life, are you about the Father's business? Or are you about your business here on earth seeing what you can gather together? That's what God has been teaching me. We must be walking in the Spirit. We look like we've got all the fruit we need to have. I'm getting ahead of myself. But God sees the heart, and that's where the fruit must be. You can look ever so good and be as barren as the trees are right now. Our life is going to be all about Jesus. Either we are all in or we're not in at all. It's none of this halfway. The Bible teaches us in Colossians, the first chapter is, we have been delivered from the power of darkness and are translated into the kingdom of his dear son. And that translated, you see this idea of teaching that we grow into the kingdom of God is false. That is false. 
See, translate means to transfer or transplant. You see, when we transplant a tree, we transfer it from here to there. Okay? We don't just take half of the tree and let the other half grow over into it. It's the whole thing. It's all in. That's the way we are. Now, it is very true, we grow in the kingdom of God. We must grow in the kingdom of God, but we're not going to be growing into it. Does that make sense? I don't want to confuse you. But we are, it's just those, that one word, into or in. If we haven't allowed God or the Holy Spirit to transfer us over, we're not, we're not in. Regardless how good you can talk, we're not going to make it. If we're living and walking in the Spirit, we're going to have the fruit of the Spirit. Let's see if I can move this thing over a little more. Turn with me to Galatians 5. I'm going to start in uh, verse 16. I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. Here's a wonderful promise. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under that law, or the law. But that's the law he's talking about. Now the works of the flesh are evident which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness. By the way, I went with the New King James Version. I uh, studied out Greek words, and I kind of like these words better. Idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell, tell you beforehand, so as I also told you in the time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have, past tense, crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, pro provoking one another, envying one another. The fruit of the Spirit is in our heart, and it's evidenced by our life, the way we live, act, respond, that's the evidence of that people can see the Spirit is alive in us. As you may notice, none of the fruit is reacting. So if we ever have a reaction of something, have in mind that's not the Holy Spirit. 
We can appear very spiritual, but then if it's not from the heart, God will see us as barren. He told Samuel, man looks at the heart. Man looks at the outward appearance, sorry. But the Lord looks at the heart. And the fruit of the Spirit, if you look at them, is the attributes of God. And there's no sign of selfishness. See, the reason we have a problem with having mature fruit is because of selfishness or pride that's in our heart. That's what holds us back. It draws, it draws the energy out of us, the sap out of us, because we're putting energy into promoting ourselves instead of just allowing the Spirit. So what do we do to enable us to bear the fruit? We must deny ourselves, take up our cross, it's that daily sacrifice, live a self-sacrificial life, and follow Jesus wherever he leads. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature, Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You see, it's, it's all of me or it's all of you for all of him. If we hold back, he holds back. We cannot have the whole of God unless we give our whole. The key to self-fulfillment is self-denial. Self-denial is shorthand for delayed gratification. And by de delayed gratification, I don't mean hours, days, weeks, months, years. I mean a lifetime of self-gratification. Because our, our delayed gratification on earth translates into eternal glory in heaven. It's worth the wait. Many of us have heard this rhyme, finders keepers, losers weepers. And that's true in the kingdom of the world. But what did de uh, Jesus teach? It's more like in his kingdom, it's finders weepers, losers keepers. Because Jesus said, For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. We must just lay down our life. It's all for him. And then we'll have life abundantly, more than we can imagine. And really, we don't have to live without we can still have it, but it's how we have it. Because, you know, people do well in life. Businesses or whatever, and God, we're blessed financially, and there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely not. 
So don't get me wrong in saying you can't have anything in savings. I don't mean that. But what I do mean is if that's got you, then it's wrong. If that's your focus, if that's your purpose. You know, I haven't seen many people who were possessed by the devil, but I've seen many possessed by their possessions. Now, in God's eyes, is there any difference? If Jesus is not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. Not all these who say, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of God. He must be Lord of all, or he's not Lord at all. And we cannot buy or earn grace. It's a free gift. It costs nothing, but it demands everything. It costs nothing, but it demands everything from us. It demands my whole heart. And you see, that's where most of us get stuck. In the spiritual no man's land. You see, we're too Christian to enjoy sin, but too sinful to enjoy Christ. We've got enough Jesus to be informed, but not enough to be transformed. We want everything God has to offer without giving anything up. I'm grieved at how the gospel is presented today and how it's taught. We've cheapened the gospel. We allow them, I say we, I'm not just talking here, it's the church as a whole. We allow them to buy in without selling out. And that did not work for Ananias and Sapphira, and it does not work today. We must sell out in order to buy in. How Jesus was teaching about the man um, building a tower and all this not counting the cost then he goes that we must forsake all we need to count the cost before we enter into the kingdom of God it takes all everything we've given people just enough Jesus to be bored but not enough to feel the surge of the holy adrenaline that courses through your veins. When you decide to follow him no matter what, no matter where, no matter how, no matter when, we're just willing. Because the Holy Spirit is just pumping through the veins. We can't contain ourselves. Are we feeling that adrenaline rush? Or do we have the adrenaline rush when we're doing the things that we enjoy, the flesh likes? Where do we get our fulfillment? We have Americanized the gospel or spiritualized the American dream. Take your pick. We've inverted the gospel. We want Jesus to come along 
to bless what I'm doing instead of us just following Jesus and doing what he wants me to do. You see, this is what I used to pray until I, and I'm not saying it's wrong to pray this way, but Lord bless me as I do my work today or whatever. And also, you know, as I, maybe it was, you know, to bless me in wisdom as far as so I can discern what to buy and whatever, or going into whatever, a relationship, you know, that would bless it. Honestly, if we are in the will of God and we are pursuing him and we are following him, automatically we're going to be blessed. Why ask for the blessing when, Lord, give me the wisdom, open my eyes and ears so I hear and see where you're going so I can follow you because I desire so much to bless you. And I know I'll receive a blessing. We've inverted the gospel. Come along, Jesus. I want that blessing, but I don't want to give up what I'm doing. When we're not about the Father's business, He can't bless. And when we're not about the Father's business, I'm, I'm afraid I'm not going to pray for you in that He does bless you. I will pray that He opens your eyes so you can see you're not in His will so that He can bless you when you repent. Does that make sense? We've inverted the gospel. We want to bring him alongside instead of having him in front of us. And I want to follow you. We want him on our terms. If you're not hungry for God, I'm afraid you're too full of yourself. But if you empty yourself, if you will die to yourself, your ambitions, you'll be a different person. Because that's, that's when the Holy Spirit comes in and you are quickened, you're made alive unto God in his kingdom. The reason people don't worship God is because they don't know him. You cannot truly know God and not worship him. You can't. I mean, that's just the part of, if you read Revelations, whenever they're in the presence, the uh, elders, 24 elders in them, they just fall down and they worship whenever they were in his presence. And that's the way it is with us. If we truly know God, we can't help ourselves. We just worship. You see, when I take care of what's on God's heart, God takes care of what's on my heart. Have you ever heard of the sliding scale of joy? It's, um, see, the more you give, the more joy you have. If you give 10% of your life, you have 10% more joy. If you give 70% of your life, you'll have 70% more joy. But if you give the 100%, you're going to have 100% more joy. That joy of the Lord. 
And when you can do that, give 100% of your life, you're going to have God's love. That's what love, the fruit of the Spirit, love, that's the agape. And we only can have agape love from God. That's the only way we can have We'll have the agape love, we'll have his joy, and we'll have that peace that passes all understanding. If we have that, we'll be long-suffering, we'll be kind, and we'll be good. And we'll be faithful to him. Our faith is in him. And we'll be humble. That's what meekness or gentleness, that actually means humility. We'll be humble and self-controlled or temperate. You see, the first three parts is God to us. is love, joy, and peace. That re we receive from God to us. See, there are nine attributes of the Spirit. First three are, are from God to us. The next three are us, like me, to you. I'm long-suffering. I'll be kind. And I'll be uh, good. And the last three are just ourselves. Our, we'll have faith more, maybe even toward God. We'll have faith in Jesus Christ as our salvation. And through that, it, will, it brings humility because we see we do not deserve it. And then through that, we're going to have self-control because he has control of our life. And the first attribute of the fruit is love. It is only when God's people stand as one body, one before God in the fellowship of love, one toward another, in deep affection, one before the world in a love that the world can see. It is only then that they will have the power to secure the blessing of God. When we as a congregation can be together in one, in this agape love. Remember that if a vessel that ought to be one is broken to many pieces, it can't be filled. There might be some pieces where you can dip a little water into it. That's the way it is with the church. We must be one. If we can't understand why the Spirit, why we're not filled with the Spirit, Let's check the vessel. Are we as a body one? Because in order to be filled, we must be one. We must be complete. We can't one be that way and 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 think we're going to be filled. We need to be together. Having one goal in common. And that's following the Lord Jesus Christ wherever he leads. It might not feel good to me. But we must stick together and be one in order for him to fill us by the Holy Spirit. Submit yourselves, therefore, one to another. Uh, 
And I'm just glad we can love each other that way, with that divine agape love. I, I sense that here. When the love which the Spirit produces is a dominant presence in our lives, it's only natural that it is accompanied by joy. When we have the joy, when we're walking in agape love and experiencing the joy of the Lord, it is understandable that we will also have the perfect peace. So, when we possess that, we're going to be long-suffering. And when we're long-suffering, we're going to be kind. And putting the spirit of kindness into action is the quality of goodness. Now, if God has worked all this in our heart, we can't help but have faith in him and be faithful to him. And if our faith is truly in God and not in ourselves, then we will have the spirit of gentleness or humility. It's just natural because we see who we are. Then if we have all that, we're going to have self-control on our daily lives. See, if we possess all these attributes of the fruit in our hearts, it's going to be evident in our lives. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. It's going to show. I want to close with a challenge that God has laid on my heart. And I just want to share the challenge with you and hope it will challenge you. What inheritance are you, this is what God was, I just sensed him asking that. What inheritance are you leaving for your children? So what inheritance are you leaving for your children? What comes to your mind? Did we focus on money or things? Or did we spoke? Focus on spirituality. What is our desire? What do we want to leave our children? This is just what he was asking me. Where is your heart? In 20 years after you are gone, what's going to mean the most to them? Are they going to remember the million dollars you left them? Here was a challenge. When you're gone, and even now, but when you're gone, can your children read Galatians 5? And when they come in the fruit of the Spirit, and when they're through that, that's dead. Is that the inheritance that I'm leaving for my children and their children? That they can tell my grandchildren this is how da granddad was if you want to if you want to see my dad just read Galatians 5 in the fruit of the spirit 
That's the challenge he gave me. I'm not there yet. Not every aspect of my life always shows the fruit of the Spirit. In fact, it just happened Saturday. While I was studying, there was something that happened that just wasn't quite what I wanted. And I let him know, too. Not terrible, but... But I wasn't long-suffering. It doesn't all have to go my way. Not to boast, but I did apologize to him because I want them, them to see me in those words. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. Do I have that gentle spirit and that I'm self-controlled where I won't voice my opinion when it's just something very simple? That doesn't really matter. What will your children say? 20 years after we're gone. Because money's not really going to mean anything. What will carry them over into eternity? Let's focus on that. Lest they make that the priority of our life. It changes our attitude of life. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I don't even really... know how to pray. I don't deserve being able to come into your presence or to come before you and praying. It's only because of Jesus and what he has done for me that I can even come to you and that he can intercede for us. Thank you, Jesus. And as we celebrate this Christmas holiday, may we remember it all year of what you have done. That is not just a one day or one season or one month, but that is daily we recognize of what you have done for us so that it can keep us humble, that we don't become so engrossed in ourselves. But Father, we want you to be on the throne of our heart, that you have complete control of us. Father, today we are all in and all out for you. Lead us, guide us, and keep us. Our desire, Father, is that our hearts are full 
of the fruit of the Spirit. That we don't just look good on the outside, but more so that our heart is full of your love, joy, peace, long-suffering and kindness and goodness. Father, we want to be faithful unto the very end. And we want the spirit of humility and self-control. That we can control ourselves. That we just follow you every day in every breath that I take. That it's for you, God. Because you alone are worthy. Keep us in your care, Father. Show yourself strong in us. Fill us. And then send us out. That we can be world changers, community changers. Only because of you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.